This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. This morning, I have the pleasure of speaking with the CEO of Kamikaze Enterprises, Krista Mullen. How are you today? Good, sir. Terrific. How are you, I am great. You started with uh, LA Comic Con in year two. That's when we started covering it. So we've been both a part of this from pretty much the get go. Um, you know, you've had so, some name changes from Kamikaze to Stan Lee's Com- uh, Kamikaze to Stan Lee's LA Comic Con now to officially Los Angeles Comic Con. Uh, things keep evolving and it seems that you have a big announcement for today. We do. Um, and, and I'm so thrilled that you've been with us since year two because you know, starting a convention as a group of fans for fans, uh, not all of them make it. And for us to be celebrating our 10th anniversary this year, um, for us to have welcomed over 120,000 people last year, we're really excited. And, you know, evolution is the name of the game. And certainly in the world we all live in today, uh, evolution is required for all of us. Uh, this is true. I know for 2020, it was officially planned to be hosted at the LA Convention Center, September 25th through the 27th. But it seems that plans have changed and that although you're still going forward with the convention now, December 11th through the 13th, there's going to be some major stipulations that we're going to have to face in trying to attend LA Comic Con this year. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the backstory to that decision is, you know, our whole team has been working every day since March to figure out, is there a way to do a terrific fan convention um, that at the same time is completely aware of everything that's going on with COVID-19 and all the health considerations. And what are the things that we need to change to have a chance to do a terrific con that the fans will enjoy that at the same time is as safe as we can possibly make it. And, and really, we, as I say, we've been working on that since, since March. And given, you know, the governor's decision last Monday to roll things back a little bit, we really concluded that we could not do in September what we wanted to do. Uh, we could not sort of have a great fan experience that was also as safe as it could possibly be. And so that's when, you know, we had been working, we have a great partnership with the LA Convention Center, and we were able to find this backup date December 11th to the 13th. Um, and we really believe that by then um, things will have, have developed and evolved to a point where we can institute a bunch of changes in the con, and I'll, I'm look forward to telling you about some of them, um, and and have a terrific experience for the fans that will also be extremely um, safe and will allow people the space that they need and the procedures that they need to to social distance and and enjoy the con uh, in a different way. Well, God willing, the things start clearing up by then. We have five months to make it happen, and hopefully. All that starts uh, turning in our favor. Uh, one of the big things going on is space-wise, uh, indoor, outdoor, panel rooms, etc. We're going to have over 1.1 million square feet of space because you're taking over the entire convention center this year, not just the west or the south wing. Exactly. Big, big, big change for us. For those of you that have been to the show the last few years, we've been in the south hall which is, um, it's a huge hall. It's about 350,000 square feet. Um, but we're going to have more than three times that space. We're taking the entire West Hall. We're taking um, all of the concourse hall, the P3 hall, every um, conference room, the 300, 400, and 500 level conference rooms, 
And then we'll be using the outdoor plaza spaces as well um, to be able to do socially distanced um, queuing as people are waiting to get from one thing to another. Um, the whole guideline, if you will, in looking at it is that um, we want to make sure that every single person attending, um, and that includes the exhibitors, the staff, and every single one of the guests, has a minimum of 28 square feet um, per person um, allocated to them. And in fact, we probably will be a little bit more than that. So it's the equivalent of every single person standing inside a circle with a six or seven foot diameter so that nobody needs to get um, within six or eight feet of anybody that they, they don't know and haven't been quarantining with. Okay. So, so it, it really required us to put on our thinking caps and figure out how we do everything differently to allow that kind of space management. So let's say we want to come as the cast of Cobra Kai. And there's going to be eight of us. Eight of us are going to be in that six foot plus diameter where everyone else is six to eight feet away from us as well, because it's our crew that came in a situ in a setting. Yeah, well, you'll each get your own six square feet. So okay. technically, that group of eight would have you know 250 square feet to walk around in. But but yeah, if you come with a group of, of people that are in your posse and they're your friends or your family and you know them and you're comfortable being inside each other's sphere, that's totally cool. That's, you know, that's your decision. Um, but you'll have plenty of space to walk around and, and do your thing without necessarily coming into physical contact with anybody else. This is a claustrophobic okay. dream come true in, in all the spacing <laughs> that's going to be a part of this. And I'm not making fun of claustrophobic people. I'm just trying to make light no, of the situation no, no. because we're facing this huge global pandemic right now and we have to laugh to keep from crying. No, exactly. And I, I I agree with you, but it's, you know, for somebody that's been to, to our con the last couple of years on Saturday, we've had over 40,000 people in that one room um, at any given time. And, and that's, you know, when you look at square footage, that's, you're talking about eight or nine square feet per person. So the, I actually think the fan experience is going to be tremendous because the density is going to be a third to a quarter of what it normally is, but with the same number of vendors spaced out, uh, it'll be much easier for the fans to get around and see everything they want to see. But isn't it also going to be easier for the vendors now they're not on top of each other? Uh, someone barely makes the regulation of how high they put their banner, blocking uh, blocking the view of their neighbors or their little cage around themselves just to extend the space of their own personal table. No, ab absolutely. And in fact, in addition to uh, taking the entire South Hall for the exhibitors and the artists, um, part of what we're going to do to make that work is We'll, we're going to take the, the main stage, which, you know, our main stage has always been um, in the middle of our show floor. That's going to get moved to the West Hall, and it's going to have an entire hall to itself. Um, and we're going to take all the autographs and photographs and move that into its own hall. Um, so, again, whatever it is that you're doing at any given time, it's going to have an entire hall of space dedicated to it so that you won't have that, that feeling of feeling like you're, you're, you know, on top of other people. I think um, I think from a space standpoint, it's going to be a very different um, experience. And and uh, and in some ways, you know, while, while it's really fun to be part of a big crowd, the energy, um, it will be easier for everybody to get around and do what they want to do. Well, you know, uh, like you said, the big crowd's fun sometimes, but, you know, time management, getting around places, you know, not continuously coming to a dead stop in your tracks for certain people to take photos in the middle of aisles. This is going to be a... Uh, advantageous or advantageous for the rest of us. Right. And, yeah. you know, and I think we've, we've, uh, you know, we've been working really closely with the convention center and taking all the guidance from the, from the state, the county and the city in terms of these health guidelines. 
And we will continue to do that right up to the, the show. Our, our number one paramount priority is people's health and safety. And, and I think that's why if we didn't think we could do the show safely, we, we didn't in September, so we moved it. We believe we'll be able to do it in December, but if for some reason we can't, uh, we won't. I mean, that's the world we live in right now. People's health and safety is our number one consideration. But having said that, we really believe that we've taken the time and the effort to look at the space that we have and redesign a fan experience that will be super fun and super um, uh, memorable uh, while remaining safe, given everything we know about, you know, living today with COVID-19. Absolutely. Which brings us to the next point in masks. Masks will be required. So the top three costumes are going to be Deadpool, (laughs) Spider-Man, and Vigilante. Exactly. Real (laughs) heroes wear masks. That's what I say. Uh, Absolutely, masks will be required of everyone, mandatory at all times. Um, And we will be very serious about that. You'll probably get one friendly warning if your mask comes off, and the second time we'll politely escort you from the premises. Um, It is really important that we respect each other's um, needs right now in terms of the health. And uh, so every single person will be wearing them. And, you know, we're talking to some of the, the companies that we will be, we assume at this point most people have their own masks, but we'll also be providing them for free for anybody who doesn't. Fantastic. Um, you know, certain people have uh, respiratory problems already, like asthmatics, for example, and they're exempt in most situations for the CDC. Um, will there be some sort of exemption for people with those respiratory uh, issues? You know, I think there's some of the details are still to be worked out. I mean, one of the things we try to do at every show is make sure that we have um, accessibility for anybody who has any sort of a handicap, um, that that doesn't get in the way of them enjoying it. You know, that said, with COVID, there are probably some pre-existing conditions that um, very fairly have people concerned about going out and being in a large space with a lot of other people. Um, and it's possible that some people uh, in that situation won't want to come, which is probably a good decision for them. But that's one of the reasons why this year, for the first time, we're going to be broadcasting all of our content. The main stage and all of the major panel rooms will be broadcast um, uh, live streamed digitally so that uh, if you can't come to the show or you make a decision based on your own pre-existing conditions that for your health, you probably shouldn't come, you'll still be able to see all the content online. Will there be a reduced fee for those people? Because I know there's going to be a digital-only access pass. So let's say it's X dollars to physically be there. Would it be like 10 bucks off, 20 bucks off, whatever it is for the digital content? Or because they're getting it all, they're actually getting a better experience? Yeah, we haven't finalized the pricing, but absolutely the digital-only access passes will be less expensive than if you come in person. And if you do come in person, um, you'll you'll actually get the digital access pass for that day as part of your ticket so that if you're standing in line to do one thing, you can actually turn on your phone and watch a panel that's going on in another place at the same time or be there in the morning and go home in the afternoon and watch a panel that's going on later. So we're really trying to, um, um, you know, we really feel like bringing technology to play in a way that allows this to be a hybrid of a live action experience and a digital experience is kind of, uh, it's the way to go to to, uh, provide the most access to the most people. And the great thing is we become a binge society where we'll watch an entire season of a show in one day, you know, with 23 episodes plus for some people. Um, this gives us a chance to binge every panel that we didn't get to and decide, oh, I was, you know, I was interested in panel A, but panel B had the celebrity that I really wanted to see there. Now you get to watch both. Exactly. And I, and I think that that's been too long coming to cons because, you know, 
whether it's a, a, the photograph of your favorite actor or actress that you want to get, or it's a main stage panel you want to get, you're too often forced to choose between two things you'd like to do. And it's very easy digitally to give you the opportunity to do two things at the same time and be in two places at once. So I think people will really enjoy that. They can, uh, they can be in one hall waiting in line for an autograph at the same time watching a panel that's going on on the main stage. Uh, for the people that have the digital access, um, I assume it's going to be through your guys' website. Would they be allowed to say like, okay, so you bought the digital pass. You have one week to, to watch all three days. You have two weeks to watch all three days as part of your access pass so they can catch up on everything that they wanted, whether it's the main stage or smaller panels? Yeah, the plan is to have all of the content archived so that um, it's available for people to watch within, um, you know, whatever we all decide is a reasonable period of time. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the idea of it is that it, it exists there so that you have a chance to catch up on what you would have been able to do in person but chose not to. Um, a big part of cons are the autographs and photo sessions. And yeah. I know it's step, step and repeat, step and repeat. People come in, take a photo. You know, they shake their favorite celebrity's hand or give them a hug or, you know, in John Berman's, uh, Barrymore's case, accost his fans uh, lovingly, of course. Of course. <laughs> Uh, you know, how's that going to be reimagined? Because, you know, you can't sit there and necessarily come in. Both of you are wearing your mask and take your quick photo and, and get in and out. Right. We're, we're still working out the details, but a couple of key things. One is we'll be selling the autographs and the photographs online, and, and you'll be assigned to a half-hour increment to come pick it up. So by that way, we'll make sure that we never have those lines with Five or 600 people in them because you'll actually be buying everything in advance and, and you'll have a pre-assigned time to come stand in line and wait for it. So that'll be one thing that'll help a little bit with the, with the social distancing. Uh, and in terms of the actual photographs, we're working with the photographic company now. People are working on everything from a, imagine a, a piece of plexiglass that's perpendicular to the plane that the people would be standing in. So in the photo, it looks like they're standing side by side, but there's actually something between them. Um, we're working on digital alternatives as well, so you could have a 60-second digital uh, interaction with your favorite fan if you're one of those people that can't come to the show and can still do it that way. So I, I think uh, one of the great things about about human creativity is we take things like this as a challenge and we have to figure out how to overcome the obstacles. And right now we and our staff and, and uh, the photograph people we work with, the agents and the, and the talent are all sort of trying to come up with creative, clever ways to accomplish what the fan wants without putting anybody's uh, health at risk. Well, that, that's something I'm thrilled about because, you know, there are going to be the detractors that are like, oh, well, you know, San Diego didn't do their thing or Dragon Con didn't do their thing or whatever else. This is just now L.A. Comic Con trying to do a money grab, but you're actually taking the precautions to give fans an experience, especially after being shut in for now, those of us in Southern California, four months and possibly longer, depending on how things go in the next couple of weeks. Right. Well, first of all, I'm just going to say again, and I hope people hear, if we believe that we cannot safely do a show based on the input that we're getting from the county and the city health people, um, we will not do a show, full stop. If we don't believe that we can do it in a way that that for, um, you know, I, I sometimes use the analogy, you know, I personally don't have any pre-existing conditions, so I feel comfortable going out and going to the grocery store. Um, what we're going to be doing in terms of how we approach what's set up at the LA Convention Center is if, if you're 
in your everyday life comfortable going out for a specific reason and doing something and coming home, you should be able to do this. And so, um, but but I just want to highlight again, if, if if we in the county and the city don't think we can safely do it, we won't do it. Um, if we can do it, and I think that's why we, you know, we're we're trying to get out this list of all these changes we've made that are so different from what the con's been like in the past. Um, you know, starting with more space, starting with limiting the number of tickets we sell in any given session so that the that the density of the crowd is is roughly a quarter of what it normally is. Um, it will be a very different experience, but we still think it will be really fun. So we think we're we're beginning to crack the code on how to do a fun fan event that takes into account all of the precautions that one should take into account living in a world that has COVID-19 in it. Um, and and that what what we're doing is part of the process of us as humans figuring out how what what changes do we need to make to go back and start to live parts of our lives. And now let's say, unfortunately, Mayor Garcetti decides it is not safe to continue with the convention. Uh, ticket holders still have their tickets. Um, you know, celebrities still have their, their travel arrangements. Obviously, if the city can- cancels on you, it's a different situation. Uh, do those people get reimbursed for their tickets or do they get carried over to 2021 for the following year's convention? We don't, we haven't finalized all the procedures, but it will probably be a combination of that where there's, uh, there are rollovers and there are refund options and, um, and the fans will decide what they want to do. Um, we are working with the hotels to try and, um, be very clear upfront for people on what the cancellation policies are or aren't so that nobody gets surprised by that. Um, you know, by and large, we're show that not a lot of people fly to, but, um, you know, people should be mindful of what the airline's restrictions are and those things. So to the extent that we can anticipate all of those issues, think through them and come up with fan-friendly options for how to approach it, that's that's kind of what we're doing with everything. Well, I'm digging that. And the fact that you guys are going to adhere to the CDC and L.A. County Health, Health Department uh, in regarding to what is acceptable cleanliness and how frequently you're going to need to clean the place down with hand sanitizer stations, et cetera, going on. Uh, that's, that's reassuring. So we're happy about that Absolutely. as well. I mean, it will be, you know, the, the place will be completely clean before we open. We will clean in between every session. Um, and you know, I think it will, we, we will do what we can to not only meet, but exceed all of the guidelines of what's there so that, that the actual cleanliness of the location is not something that, um, you know, look, Sometimes at the end of the day, at six o'clock at a con, you go into one of the bathrooms and go, yikes, we're not going to have any yikes. Okay. I'm glad to hear about that for sure. Um, with the limited ticket capacity, you know, estimating uh, roughly 12,000 tickets, it's definitely going to be quite an intimate feel with what's going on. Um, you know, is it since you guys are going to uh, reduce the amount of celebrity exposure that's going to be there, is it going to be a bit more of an artist uh, uh, con this this year? I, I would say no. Let me. I want to just put a couple of those numbers in context. Okay. The twelve thousand tickets that we'll sell will be per session, and we'll mm-hmm. probably have um, two sessions a day. So uh, rather than just selling a ton of tickets for a whole day, we'll probably have a couple of five or six hour sessions, so that people can come and experience it and leave, and that allows us to to maintain the the density. I think in terms of the, um, the the celeb quotient and the autographs, I mean, we're going to have a full schedule on the main stage, same as we always do. 
We'll have a full schedule in this in the large panel room, same as we always do. And most of those celebrities will then either before or after be doing some form of autographs and photographs. So um, I, I think at any given time, I would be, I mean, I would imagine there'll be 15 to, to 20 or 25 celebrities signing and doing photographs and five to eight panels going on at any given time um, throughout the show. So um, I, at peak, uh, we probably had 35 or 40 people signing and doing photographs, so it might be half of that. Um, but it'll still be a lot, and it'll still be directly related to the to the content that we have on the main stage and in the panel room. Um, and um, you know, and then outside of that, we you know we will still have four or five hundred uh, exhibitors and artists, so we'll still have the f a full scope of of uh, shopping opportunities for people to come and see what's going on and do that. But that will now be spread out over the entire South Hall. It won't be sharing the South Hall with the autographs in the main stage. Got it. That makes sense. Uh, with you guys having a, uh, a split situation where, you know, there's the morning crowd and then there's the afternoon crowd, um, with that ticket that they get for the day, say it's, you know, it's the Saturday ticket and I'm part of the afternoon crowd, but I wanted to see the 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. panel. I'll have access on the website to see that, uh, uh streaming, correct? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Yes. Okay. So those that have the access pass or have purchased a ticket, whether it's phase one or phase two of the day, get to watch all the panels throughout the day. We wanted to clear that up for everybody. Yes, completely. Okay. Uh, one other thing that you guys are doing is that the aisles will be one way only. Uh, this is something yep. I'm thrilled for because there's been so much congestion uh, throughout the aisles or, you know, seeing somebody that you know and then stopping in the middle of the road going down where people that have accessibility problems can't get through. Like I've seen people in wheelchairs trying to go one way and then somebody sees their friend and run up and now the, you know, the people with, uh, yeah. with ex uh, accessibility problems can't pass. So, you know, you're making it easier for everybody to go uh, in one, you know, one direction or the other. Yeah, and I think you know if you imagine there'll be um, all of the, all of the aisles will be as wide or wider than they normally are and be one way, and then up and down in the middle and across in the middle there'll be two giant thirty-six foot wide aisles. Those will be two way, but they'll be sort of like a two way the way the four or five is two way. All the traffic on one side going one way, all the traffic on the other side going the other way, um, with uh, you know probably a little stanchion or something in between. So. It's definitely going to require the fans to to embrace uh, how the layout's working and all the rest of it. And and I think you know, as you said, God willing, we get out there in December. I think we've we've all been um, going a little stir crazy. We've all been looking for opportunities to get out, and hopefully by then, if this is an opportunity we're able to pull off for the city of LA, um, everybody will embrace the masks and embrace the one-way aisles and. Um, and just go out and be glad that we're we're able to get back to some semblance of our normal lives and enjoy something that we all love. Right. And any sort of uh, after-hours parties that some people would want to attend? I know usually other people decide to throw them. Uh, is LA Comic Con going to give something uh, a little relaxing like that, social distancing uh, dance party or something? You know, we haven't decided about that yet. We um, We've been waiting to... Um, you know, we really just recently made the decision on moving the dates because we didn't think that we could accomplish what we wanted at the end of September. Um, I think once we're sort of locked and loaded on details for December, 
what we'll probably do is reach out via social media and see a lot of the fans and see if that's something that they're interested in. If they are, we'll figure out a way to do it for them. Okay. And since it is December, is it going to be a bit of a holiday theme? We were just talking about that today. We said, we said, you know, there's a lot of things we're spending extra money on the cleaning and, and uh, staff and whatnot. And we said, well, we can take all the money that we usually spend on Halloween candy and we can reallocate it for that. So maybe we might need to reallocate it for some, uh, some uh, Christmas and Hanukkah decorations. We'll have to, we, we haven't decided yet. Again, maybe, Maybe the fans can let us know by social media if they think that would be fun. I think that'd be fun. Some candy canes in the goodie bag. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, your big, your biggest hopes, uh, for December, uh, God willing, the, the city allows it. What would you like the fan experience to be in as, in as safe as possible Los Angeles Comic Con? Yeah, I, what my hope is, is that it, if it makes sense for us to do this from a, health and safety standpoint, um, that it's it's just a few hours of wonder and delight where people can get out and they can see their favorite their favorite celebrities, they can they can kind of get back to reveling in the stories. Um, they can do some terrific shopping. It's it's the perfect time of year for shopping. Um, and you know again I think all of us are trying to sort of figure out what how does how does how do we go forward taking all account, all appropriate account of what things we have to change to be safe in the world today, how do we get back some of the fun in our lives? And so hopefully we we can provide some fun and some great memories while doing it in a totally safe way. And um, we help create a bunch of smiles. Well, we're looking forward to it. If you'll have us out again this year, we'll be more than happy to be there. And if you'd ever like us to host any of the panel interviews or something on the main stage, you know, our uh, our name's available and our time's available to you. Sounds terrific. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us about this. You know, it's it's been a strange time for everybody. And, and uh, you know, as I said, we, we would love to do this event if we can do it in a safe way. And we, we want people to know we wouldn't be proposing to do this if we didn't feel extremely comfortable um, that we could do it and have everybody remain safe. And so that is our first concern, first and foremost, always. Um, um, but that said, it would be great if we could all get out and have a little bit of fun. Well, that's what we're looking forward to, and hopefully by then we'll be able to. I know safety is your first priority, and then fun is second. Let's find a way to make it all happen all together. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of this exclusive interview and revealing that L.A. Comic Con is coming to Los Angeles, California yet again, but in December 2020. I thank you very much. We'll see you December 11th. You got it. December 11th through the 13th. Take care.